You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. Welcome back to another episode of Sexy Marriage Radio, where we're having straightforward, honest conversations about married life, love, sex, the issues that we face, the successes that we get to celebrate. I think you covered it. That's all of it? I think you covered it. Okay, well, that is so much more because, you know, here at Sexy Marriage Radio, we believe that how you do life is how you do sex, how you do sex is how you do life. That's right. So that we get windows into what's going on if we want to look at different aspects of our life mm-hmm. at different times. Mm-hmm. And we want to hear from you. Uh, speaking of windows, we want to know a little windows into your life and where, uh, what we can speak to, what episodes we can cover, topics that you've got, questions you've got. Give us a call. 214-702-9565 is how you can leave a voicemail. That gets you to the front of the line. You can also send us an e- email at feedback at where every email is read, answered, sometimes directly, sometimes they make their way onto the show. But um, this truly is, the SMR Nation is listener-driven radio and what goes on here at Sexy Marriage Radio because you help set the tone and Mm -hmm. shape where we go. And the other way you help us out is by you jump on iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify or however you choose to listen and you rate and review and you leave a comment and that helps spread the word far and wide because we're trying to make people recognize married sex is hot. It absolutely can be. Yes. <laughs> well, coming up on today's regular free version of Sexy Marriage Radio is several of your questions and our answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a while since we've been able to just to jump into a potpourri of questions. Yeah, we've had a lot of guests on lately. It's been kind of fun some good content, but yeah, I'm looking forward to the potpourri. And so today we are going where you want us to go. And then on the extended content today, which is deeper, longer, and there is no ads, you can subscribe at smrnation.com. A a conversation started on Slack within the Academy about desire Mm -hmm. and wanting Mm -hmm. and a sexual attraction and attractiveness between a husband and a wife. Mm -hmm. And it really... uh, lit a fire among several people in the in the academy with just the the dynamic that can happen right. as as marriage goes on and so we're going to go deeper on on talking about it from my take I've been involved in the conversation mm-hmm. shortly mm-hmm. but figured we're going to go deeper with this uh, in in today's episode that's so good. all that's coming up on today's show so here's an email that came in Pam from a husband that just says, Hey, Corey and Pam, thanks for your wonderful show and advice. You've helped our marriage so much. Right now, I'm asking for some specific advice. I'm a pastor, and as you can imagine, under quite a bit of stress. My wife has been fantastic in helping me. I normally do the cooking and dishes. Cooking actually relaxes me, but she has forbidden me from doing the dishes to take the load off of my back. She's working to and going to school for accounting, And she's also been going above and beyond to help me during this difficult time. I wanted to show her how much I appreciate everything she's been doing. And I'm just wondering if you had any ideas. I've been trying to show her how thankful, but I feel like I could do more. Thanks for any ideas. So, so sweet. 
Um, sometimes we just don't feel like we can say thank you enough or whatever we do just doesn't express in words. Right. It doesn't it, express what we're really feeling down in our hearts. Right. Sometimes it's very difficult to convey the depth and the meaning mm-hmm. that you might be experiencing based on the actions to support the engagement right. of somebody else. Right. Absolutely. Super wonderful. So, th- I mean, there's little things that it's just the little things in life of, you know, opening doors. Right. So we, t- we think about that just being a gentlemanly thing to do. But no, that just shows appreciation. Hey, baby, I want to do this for you because I appreciate who you are. Um, you know, her, right. her favorite, have her favorite which, drink ready for her. What for she's doing for him. Right. And the idea of, wait, you can't do the dishes. I'm going to do them for you mm-hmm. because she's trying to convey, here's a, here's a great way I can support. Right. Here's something I can do that can help. But then the other thing that we were talking about is, because is, this, this is an all too common Mm-hmm. occurrence in, right. in married life a lot, right? That um, how do I really help out my spouse when they're going through something a little more burdensome and a little mm-hmm. more troublesome or, or stressful? Because I think we all have as human human nature, um, I would rather go through the struggle than watch someone I care about have to go through a struggle. True. So how do I jump in? Because I feel powerless. True. <laughs> right? So how do I help? And sometimes it's, it truly is helpful. Sometimes there's more tension. You know, there's a lot of different mm-hmm. things that happen. But he made the comment that she's also in school. So there's natural breaks mm-hmm. that will be coming um, with whatever the semester or the models or the classes that they follow. So what if during one of those natural breaks, whisk her away somewhere? It, it could be in your own town, too. I mean, they're not talking about It doesn't about like, have to be a huge with a ton of money. No, it, it can be just a night out. Mm-hmm. And make it, um, this is all about my wife night, of what are the little touch points, the nuances, the little things that mm-hmm. that really speak to her. Because, I mean, for example, and I won't give specifics, but if I'm planning a date that is what I want to be doing with you, Pam, mm-hmm. it's different than if I'm planning a date that I know you would love to be doing. There's overlap. Sure. But sure. there's different things that we find really exciting, comfortable, enjoying, right? whatever. Right. So make it about her and even do some sort of a formal invitation to it or set it up to surprise her. I mean, there's a bunch of different things you can do that where you kind of are marking a, a nice little anchor point of this is a way I want to celebrate. Mm-hmm. What's going on in our life, the role that you've done and helped, and what's going on in my, you know, it's just yeah, it, and it's then all encompassing. That's a loud acknowledgement of, hey, I see how hard you're working, honey. I mm-hmm. appreciate it. But it can just be little things too. Just little, I don't care. If Absolutely. Hap- I don't care if it's having the bed folded down for it at night. It's, hey, this, welcome to your comfortable bed tonight. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Little things. Or what are something that speak? And mm-hmm. and our spouses typically are giving signals. Mm-hmm. If just are we paying attention enough to really then respond to what are the little suggestions and moments that they bring up, that then you could demonstrate. I heard you. Mm-hmm. I heard that. I know. And then the other thing that jumps to my mind. He talks about he loves cooking. It relaxes him. Um, but she she wants to do the dishes. Do the dishes with her. Jump in and help. Make it a, a couple thing too. 
if that's possible. Well, I, I guess so. If that's something she wants to do to, to feel like she's taking the load off of him, um, there's nothing wrong with letting people do what they feel is good in serving others too, right? Don't take something away from someone. Um, so I, that's where I struggle a little bit on that is, ah, if, if I want to do something good for you, Corey, don't take that away from me. Fair enough. I want to do that. But when we were talking beforehand, you had made the comment, though, that at what point do words carry their weight? So explain that. Right. So there is an element of at, at there are points in our life where we need to let our words just carry the weight of the meaning and the depth of it, the profoundness, the importance of it, that just to be able to clearly look a spouse in the eye and say, I want you to know how grateful I am, mm-hmm. how thankful I am, how how much I love the fact that you are in my life, right? And, mm-hmm. and making sure we say it cleanly and upfront can can do wonders. Yeah. Because some people are truly the auditory type of, that's how they receive love. It's not an act of service, mm-hmm. right? And that can be a disconnect of... I'm trying to show how much I, I care about you and I'm doing all these little things and to your spouse they're like, yeah, that doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. What means to me is you sit down and you share an experience with me and we have a deep soul to soul conversation. Yeah. And so it's, it's what are the touch points and the wirings of your, of your wife and uh, make sure what you're trying to convey is funneled through that lens as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And let that be enough. Mm-hmm. Across the globe, over the last four decades, men's healthy sperm counts have dropped by 50%. Hormonal imbalances and reduced testosterone levels are becoming all too common in modern male health. What are the symptoms of a hormonal imbalance, you ask? Low energy or fatigue, erectile dysfunction, low sex drive, anxiety, brain fog, and even having a hard time making decisions. This is scary stuff and it's often misdiagnosed and it needs to change. Our sponsor for today's show wants to change this. Let's Get Checked is a company with a mission to make professional healthcare testing easily accessible. Their fast, affordable, and always confidential at-home male hormone test kits help the members of the SMR Nation take a measured approach to their health and measure their male hormone levels from the comfort of their own home. Even better, new Let's Get Checked customers get 20% off by going to trylgc.com forward slash SMR and using the code SMR20. That's trylgc.com forward slash SMR. We've used them and you should too. Here's what we did. First, we went to trylgc.com forward slash SMR. We chose our online kit. It was shipped to us within a couple of hours of our choosing the test. We activated the test and collected the sample in the morning. Returned the sample using the prepaid shipping label provided. And Let's Get Checked Laboratories are CLI approved, so we can take comfort knowing it's the highest ranking level of accreditation. Once the sample arrived in the laboratory, confidential results were available within our secure online account within two to five days. And when the results were available, they were reviewed by a physician. A nurse then contacted us for a consultation over the phone, providing us and you with care from diagnosis to treatment without ever having to leave our home and go to a doctor's office or laboratory. This isn't just for men who think they're in a funk. All men should be testing their levels on a regular cadence. Get 20% off at trylgc.com forward slash SMR. Again, that's T R Y 
lgc.com forward slash SMR and use the code SMR20. What are you waiting for? Getting tested is the responsible next step to take. Another email came in from a wife saying, hello, I love your podcast. It's been so helpful to someone who's only been married just over a year. So thank you. Oh, congratulations. So I have a slightly embarrassing problem and I'm wondering if it's a common and if there's anything that I could do about it. My husband and I have a really good sex life in so many ways, which I'm very thankful for. From the time we first got married, my husband has wanted him to give me oral sex, but says that I, the taste is unpleasant. I've tried a few times over this year and it's basically the same. It's not that he's disgusted by the act. He's always very kind and sensitive about it, but I don't want him to do it if it's unpleasant for him. Plus, it's a little bit of embarrassment for me. I can live without oral sex, but I would like to be able to explore that experience further if possible. And it seems that like my problem is unusual. Could the bad taste be an indication of a greater issue? And is there anything I can do to resolve it? Thanks for any help. Uh, fabulous question. Because yeah. uh, here you are early on. Um, you got to figure this stuff out, right? <laughs> And right. when you're venturing into something new, right. like this especially, there is there's a lot of I don't even know because it's not something that's normally talked right. about. It's not, and, and the only way you really learn about it is through experience. Right, right. And so obviously, question number one that would come in with this is you know hygiene. What time of day are you doing this? If you've been going all day, uh, you got all the folds and skin down there. That's, right. you know, it's warm, it's moist. And so there is a scent. There mm. is a... Um, it's a muskiness, a, a muskiness is the way that's been the most descriptive. Right, right. So if if it's at the end of the day and there's not some cleaning going on, there will be extra muskiness down there, right? It's, and so I'm assuming that maybe you've taken those kinds of things into account. Right. Absolutely. Hygiene matters and timing matters. Cleanliness matters because the labia have tons and tons of crevices mm -hmm. in most women. Right. So and variety of sizes and shapes. So there's an element of how am I handling the fold so that one of the things would be um, if you're going to have an experience with oral sex coming mm -hmm. that evening or that moment, start in the shower uh, and spend a little bit extra time just actually not just washing the exterior area of your vulva. Wash the crevices. Don't go into your vagina because the vagina is a naturally cleaning, self-cleaning organ. Right. And it'll, the pH and everything that in, in most every woman's vagina, it handles itself. Mm -hmm. It's an <laughs> it's pretty incredible <laughs> if you think about it. Think of the oven, a self-cleaning <laughs> oven right there. <laughs> there you go. Um, but... Spend a little bit of time just making sure because there's there's two distinct differences between when you're talking about oral sex. One is a hygiene scent. Mm -hmm. Another is just the vaginal fluid scent and taste. Right. And so those are two separate um, smells and tastes. Okay. And so one of them is just nip one of them right off the bat because that's just a hygiene. Mm -hmm. And if you can, take care of that. Some men don't have a problem with that. Yeah. And that's across the board. But hers, she, he's even spoken up about, this is just not as pleasant as I thought it was going to be. Okay? Okay. So I'm thinking in that regard, 
that just may be his. I mean, there's people when you're talking about food, there's people that like pineapple and people that don't. Right. Yeah. And so that there is an element of if you're going to go down on a woman for a lot of men, there is an acquired taste. Right. That it's not something that immediately they're like, oh, yeah, I that first time I I just can't get enough of that taste. Right. Instead, it's all around the scene of it, which allows you to kind of grow into it to to get more comfortable with it because it's an experience you really want to be doing. Mm -hmm. And so there's something that's associated with it that's not as, oh, that's so great. But instead, it's like the whole picture of the thing and experience makes it to where absolutely and I'll and you grow to enjoy if not even long long for and love it right which could be a scenario here right if you're talking about just over a year in this and the experiences if this is the experiences they've had together and they don't have anything else that's comparative for him yeah I'm assuming this is so a young couple is, right. a young couple and not like a second marriage for there is some data that we don't have with the question but there's mm-hmm. still then the other other component of this is, well, like you're pointing out, Pam, the importance of sometimes it's an acquired taste. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, this is what we've suggested on the show uh, throughout the years. If this is something you want to test out, try to grow towards, sometimes the best thing you can do is, is, is have the oral sex experiences in the shower, surrounding water, mm-hmm. a pool, hot tub, some different things that allow ways to refresh mm-hmm. the vaginal area. Mm-hmm. Um, on just the external, and that helps you kind of grow into it because then it's the brain just getting used to the whole experience, not just one one little component of it that is a little more off-putting. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. But then the other side of this is we've done the show a couple, it's probably over a year now, on how do I change the taste of semen. Mm-hmm. And there's the same components can apply, for the taste of the vaginal fluids. Okay. And it it's all tied to diet. And so there is an element of making sure your diet is is healthy and vibrant and good and also not real pungent smelling tasting foods all the all the way through. So like if you we, we mm-hmm. made the comment with the semen, pineapple can actually sweeten the taste of semen. There is an element of good citrus fruits over time because this isn't a, I'm going to eat this for dinner and then when we no. have dessert later, you'll taste it. No. Instead, it's no, over is... time, you can alter it some. It's not a correlation straight on no. of, ooh, I really taste the pineapple there. No. I think anyone realizes that if they didn't drink coffee for a month and then they started drinking coffee for a month, there are things about your body odor that smell different because you're drinking coffee, right? right? I mean, yeah, you it's go to something... the bathroom and you smell coffee. It's you know, it's yeah. weird stuff. Uh, so there's definitely something. We are what we eat, and that can affect things. Uh, so we got to think about that. Another option, though, is there's flavored tarts out there. Yes, there are. Um, we've uh, we've partnered with places that um, sell them before here on on the show and. So, you know, try out maybe flavored tarts and right. see if that is something that would be helpful for him. Yeah, they're flavored lubes mm-hmm. uh, that are just for meant for oral, se- oral sex, and mm-hmm. it allows you to just spice it up a little bit, change it up yeah. a little bit. with And see, because again, this is a, 
evolving and moving towards something that there are a lot of us that our anxiety keeps us at bay when we're trying something new mm-hmm. and the slightest little thing can make it to where I, it just derails it instead it's the okay if this is something i'm really interested in then how do we work our way into it because sometimes even just in and this is this works on both genders if you're wanting to perform oral sex on either your wife or your husband, and it's something you're kind of having to grow in comfort too, well then use manual stimulation more, but put your face closer to the area while it's going on. Yeah, just feeling that hot breath down there, different things like that, different aspects that come. But it's also from getting it. you with the olfactory parts of your body and the other aspects of it more comfortable and introduced to that are- arena. Mm-hmm. And there's a tremendous amount of pheromones that go back and forth with oral sex. Mm -hmm. And so there's a way for the brain to begin that process of rewiring Mm -hmm. that can then make it to where it's, okay, this is something we really want. And then the last little comment of this is not every couple has oral sex and do you have to? Well, there's that too. (laughs) So if it's not something that's like, you know what, we've tried it. It's just not something, fine, own that and be okay with it. Do the other things that bring you enjoyment and pleasure and fulfillment. Fantastic. There is not a script of, we must have this in our marriage to make it a vibrant, great, happy sex life. Mm -hmm. Especially if both members are like, you know what? Once a week, missionary position lights off. That is the most erotic, wild thing I've ever done. She's like, yep, I agree. Done. Smoke them if you got them then, you know? So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, sure. We make this what we want it to be. Sure. We also love it when someone wants to do something, they ask the questions to try and make it happen, right? We're going to figure it out and not just going to say one and done, eh, it didn't work, so we're just not going to try it again. Right. So I like that. No, I, and this, this is, so the last thing on this is, this is something that we grow towards, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because there is Definitely. an element of, on both sides, of giving and receiving oral sex that I've got to grow in comfort and ability and even excitement sometimes mm-hmm. on this because sometimes it truly is the first couple of times you're just closing your eyes hoping for the best. Right. right? right. <laughs> and as you grow more accustomed <laughs> to it, then it's, okay, now I have a little more confidence and a little more ability. And, all right, this is just what it is with my partner. Mm-hmm. This is how she's going to taste. This is how he's going to taste. All right. I can either grow to like this or not. Then it becomes a bigger picture of what do I want to do with that? Yep. Hi, Corey and Pam. I wanted to share a little bit of my story with you. Uh, recently, I was watching um, Unorthodox, the miniseries on Netflix about a girl who lives in an extremely Orthodox Jewish community and who eventually runs away from it. One entire episode was dedicated to her sex life in her arranged marriage. It showed how it took almost a year for them to actually finish sex because she had so much pain due to vaginismus. In return, her husband and community treated her like she was broken and something was wrong with her. This resonated with me and made me furious. I developed vaginismus after the birth of my first child 11 years ago. For five years after that, I talked to my doctor about the pain I had, and it was all blamed on scarring from a severe tear during the childbirth. And the only proposed solution was surgery to try to correct the scarring. 
In the meantime, I had a second child via C-section. So after five years of painful intercourse and continued conversations with my doctor, I decided to go ahead with the surgery. When we had our pre-op visit, she said she didn't feel comfortable with the surgery and asked if I was willing to go get a second opinion. I went to the specialist who sent me to a vaginal PT. The specialist ended up doing a little reconstructive vaginal work and then two weeks later told me that it was growing back and tore back the skin that was regrowing without warning as I laid on the examination table. It broke me. I spent two days laying in bed crying after that, feeling like I was a broken and unfixable woman. As awful as that was, it was what eventually cured me. I had to use dilators three times a day, and it cured the vaginismus as a byproduct. But I believe I could have been saved years of pain and emotional strain had the medical professionals known more about vaginismus or had I been familiar with the term. Not at any point during my entire battle did anyone ever use the term vaginismus with me. I never knew that this was a common and curable diagnosis. It wasn't until I started listening to your show several years ago that I learned my condition had a name and was much more common than I had realized. I know awareness is growing because I now have friends who are physical therapists and are working to help women with pelvic floor issues like this. Thank you for all your work in raising awareness of this condition so that women who experience it don't feel alone and like there's something wrong with them. I will continue to share my story just in case there is another woman listening who is walking a similar road. All of this made me curious as to whether there were formal groups or movements focused on raising awareness of this issue for women or couples, both within the medical community and outside. Thank you. I applaud that woman. Yeah. Yes. Oh, man. Thank you for that voicemail. Absolutely. And Look, joining the, the cause mm-hmm. of we've got to spread the word. Yeah. That uh, there is nothing broken about struggles that we have with our sex life. Mm-hmm. You are not broken. That's right. And that's something I want to ring far and wide. And thank you, ma'am, for helping um, spread that. Yeah. And don't underestimate the power of sharing your story one at a time. That's right. <laughs> because of how that can grow and really be impactful. Um, I am so grateful that uh, what we can do helps spread some joy and mm-hmm. hope. Yeah, some uh, hope, yeah. And so to her question of are there groups, uh, yes, there are. Sometimes there are. Uh, local groups, depending on where you live, mm-hmm. uh, some of the bigger cities might actually have um, some of the groups, and that's usually just a Google search sure. in your area. Put in the term vaginismus because it is something that's becoming more and more known, more and more researched, mm-hmm. and more and more cured. But when over the course of Sex and Marriage Radio, we've had a couple different guests mm-hmm. that have talked about it, some MDs. Uh, but from all of those, that's actually led um, some uh, one organization to reach out to us. Mm-hmm. We've just never been able to coordinate to get them on the show yeah. yet. Uh, but it's the Women's Therapy Center, and I'll put the sh- I'll put the link in the show notes. But they offer a private support group that's a Facebook a private Facebook page oh, okay. that allows just a place for people to share their story and support each other and give ideas and resources that can help all mean all under the 
cover of knowing I got other professionals that can be in there helping to steer the conversation too. Okay, nice. So it's not just women. They're based out of New York, is that right? I I think so. Okay. But I'm not going to step okay, on that out, out, in, out in the wild of that Eeks. yet for certain. So. But it but because of the nature of the world we're in and the interconnectedness we've got because of online. I mean, man, we're we're reaching however many thousands of people. Right. From sitting in our living room. That's right. <laughs> so there's still a tremendous amount of support that you can get and, and help that can that is available online, virtually, yeah. via chat rooms, via Facebook. And so, yes, there are groups that can help, and they're worth checking out. Mm-hmm. Potpourri shows are fun. I do like this. <laughs> it's been a while since we've get, been able to go a bunch of different ways. Yeah. And all over the place. So... Again, like we end every show. If we left something undone, let us know. Feedback at sextymarriageradio.com or 214-702-9565 is where you can leave us a voicemail. So this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. If you've got something that you want to share that's part of your story that you want to help enlighten the world like our voicemailer, mm-hmm. jump on and let us know. We'll help you share it. Absolutely. Well, wherever you are, whatever you've been doing, thanks for taking a little bit of time out of your day to spend it with us. We'll see you next time.